This is a Hoff Studios podcast. So if you yourself die in the dream, it is actually not a negative sign. It's very positive. It shows that you are letting go of some aspect of yourself or your past that no longer serves you, that you've learned the lessons from and you're ready to move on. Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of Vulnerable. I am your host, Chelsea Vaughn, and today we have a very fun, interesting episode. We're talking about dreams. I was really excited to do this episode. It's been on my list forever since I started the pod, just because I've always been fascinated by our dreams and what they mean and trying to decode them and look at the symbols and what's going on. Um, Because personally, I've just always been a very vivid dreamer, and I always think it's so interesting that some people are like, oh, I just don't have any dreams or, oh, I don't remember my dreams. But Teresa Chung is the guest today and she's a dream expert, a dream decoder. She has more books than we can even list out. So she's a best-selling author and she kind of broke down everything for us and explained everything. And it was really interesting. I learned a lot. I think you guys are going to learn a lot. And after the episode, I'm ready to start a dream journal next to my bedside just to try to remember things more and kind of see what my subconscious is trying to tell me. Um, But let me know what you think about the episode and what you think about Teresa. And other than that, we're just going to get right into it. So here she is. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, today we have Teresa Chung virtually in the Vulnerable Studio today. Teresa, how are you? Hello. Well, I brought space with me, the place of dreams and infinite possibilities. (laughs) Very on brand. (laughs) That's my backdrop. (laughs) So I just wanted to first start, if you could tell everyone kind of how you got into this field, because I feel like dreaming is such a cool topic that I've personally always been fascinated with. I just never would have thought about like getting into it professionally. So how did you kind of start and get into the field? Well, I was kind of born into it. I was born in a family of traveling spiritualists where dream decoding, astrology reading, visiting mediums and psychics was just kind of in our DNA. Um, And I was home educated um, and somehow I, I, I feel so blessed managed to earn a place at King's College, Cambridge, where I read theology, religion and in English and could really sort of indulge my passion for understanding the unseen, the invisible in our lives. And because I've always been a vivid dreamer myself, 
because I've never claimed to have psychic abilities or talk to dead people or something like in fact my, my family members may have may have allegedly been able to do because of course when you're born into a family like that you believe everything you're told um, but I didn't have those particular abilities but what I had was a superb dream life I mean I used to be I must have been a dream child forgive the pun because I couldn't wait to go to sleep to continue a dream that I'd had the night before um, I loved sleeping and dreaming and the world of the dream felt so real and alive and relevant to my waking life I've just kind of continued that um, <laughs> and I've been very blessed that life has given me opportunity after opportunity to either talk or write or teach about the power of dreams to transform our waking lives and I couldn't be happier <laughs> Yeah, that's amazing. Um, I think it's so interesting because I feel like a lot of people will say they either like, oh, I remember all of my dreams so vividly. And that's kind of the kind of person that I am. Like, I remember a lot of them. Um, and like, I remember, I feel like when I was a child, too, I think they were even more vivid. And then other people are just like, yeah, you know, I wake up and I just I don't really remember anything. <laughs> um, so like, why, why do some people remember them so clearly and other people just don't? Well, it's people who are paying attention to their dreams tend to remember them. I mean, what will happen is that you'll have a particularly memorable dream that will kind of stir something within you, a self-reflective urge, because that's what dreams are. They are ultimate self-reflection. And that will sort of stay with you. And then you'll sort of get into the habit of recalling your dreams, because it really is a kind of a habit that you pick up. However, if you're someone who's been brought up in a family or told by people dreams are meaningless, get on with the real business of living and all, all these messages we get from childhood onwards, you probably trained your brain to not recall your dreams. But what I want everyone listening to know is that you all dream even if you can't recall them. Research, because I work with scientists and neuroscientists who um, study sleep and dreaming. I work and write books with them and, and follow their studies, etc. We all dream. Brain scans show that. We just have forgotten how to recall them. But there's some very simple ways to trigger that recall. Um, of course, the medical condition aside, because there's some medical conditions which do kind of inhibit dream recall. But that's a different story. For the great majority of us, it is very easy to trigger dream recall. And it's simply where your attention goes during the day. So listening to Chelsea's podcast right now about dreams may well, I predict it may well trigger a dream recall tomorrow morning when you wake up because you have been paying attention. You're thinking, what's this lady, this strange lady from Britain got to say about <laughs> dreams? You're thinking about it. Is there something there? Is this all nonsense? You're kind of thinking about the possibility of your dreams actually meaning something. Just thinking about that is likely to trigger dream recall the next morning. Another great tip is before you go to bed, in those precious few minutes before sleeping where your brain is very suggestible and you're just about to leave conscious reality behind and enter the wonderful wild world of the unconscious, tell yourself, I'm going to have amazing dreams and I'm going to remember them on waking. Just tell yourself that and it will filter into your, your dream world. And then in the morning when you wake up, please keep still. Don't fidget when you wake up. Most of us wake up and either we're waking up to um, an alarm, which I don't recommend for dream recall because alarm clocks are the enemy not only of dream recall, but also of brain and body health, because they shock you into waking reality 
far too quickly for your own well-being. So if you can learn to wake up naturally, that will really benefit your dream recall. So, But keep still because any kind of physical movement will jolt you into waking reality too quickly. And waking reality is ruled by reason and logic. And of course, the world of the dream, the only thing missing is reason and logic. It can't compete with the demands and stresses of your waking life. So keep still to mirror that dream state, keep your eyes closed, and then just see what images surface for the first 90 seconds on waking, that's all it takes. And then when a word or an image or a symbol or a song or a feeling, because the language of dreams is often the language of feelings, write it down. And if you do that every morning, it could only take a minute or two, over time, it could take one or two weeks, you will start having amazing dream recall because you're kind of like telling your dreaming mind that you're going to take it seriously again. You are going to listen to what it has to say because your dreaming mind has been begging for that. It's been begging to be taken seriously and you've just been waking up and forgetting. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's so interesting about like just subconsciously thinking about it, like even listening to the podcast and then your brain will just, you know, yeah. kind of notice about the dreams. Because I've heard that um, like if you keep a dream journal and write things down, that that can definitely increase your recall. But I've never heard of just like, you know, thinking or like telling yourself before bed, like I'm going to have good dreams. And then you do. Yeah. <laughs> um, it works. So I'm telling you, those five yeah. minutes before sleeping are super powerful. It's also super powerful if you are working on manifesting or personal growth and development. Just in those five minutes before bed, if you could only think of gratitude and what you want to attract into your life, don't focus on your problems and issues just in those last five minutes. You've probably given those problems and issues enough airtime during the day. But in those precious <laughs> five minutes before sleeping, please focus on gratitude and what you want on solutions, not problems. I can tell you just doing that will dramatically change your life for the better and not just give you great dreams, but also start helping you feel better in your waking life. Yeah, it's so hard though because I like I tried to keep the five minute journal because I've read like in that journal too. It's um, really important those first five minutes and those last five minutes before you're asleep or yeah. like right when you wake up. Absolutely. Because um, like you said, your brain is super impressionable then. But like I'm so sleepy. Like especially I've tried to keep a dream <laughs> journal too, and it's like I'm like okay, let me write down what I dreamed, and I'm just like falling asleep or like I just woke up and I can't even like hold a pen. <laughs> so well, I feel like it's really hard to do that. On, on sleep, if you're so sleepy on you know before you go to sleep which is understandable you're a really really busy lady um just think of something you love before you go to sleep and try and make that your mantra that's a really positive way to fall asleep if it's too busy to sort of think through and give yourself affirmations or whatever and on waking i would suggest just one or two words people make the mistakes because sometimes when dreams crowd in they are literally a novel there's so many dream memories i would suggest just go yeah. for the a couple of images that are right at the top of your inbox, your memory inbox, and just focus on those. That's enough to get you going. Don't please try and write down the whole thing. Just focus on the color theme or the emotion of the dream or a powerful symbol, be it an animal or a person or a celebrity or an item of clothing or whatever it is. Write that down. And that's the jewel that you can learn to understand later in the day. And don't try and decode first thing in the morning too busy, you've got to get on with the day. Dream decoding should be done 
in the evening when you've got a bit of perspective and distance. Um, I, I don't encourage mm. dream decoding first thing in the morning. It's a disaster then because you're rushing for an explanation. <laughs> what your dreaming mind, it wants you to have those symbols on your mind during the day and to brainstorm their symbolic meaning because dreams speak to us in symbols. They don't speak to us literally. So if your dream features an ex, for example, someone that you really don't want to be thinking about, it is not that person that you're dreaming about. It is what they symbolize to you, the lesson that they teach or something in that relationship that you have yet to resolve within yourself, not with them, but within yourself. What do they symbolize to you? And you've got to mm. kind of heal that because there's unfinished business. That's what it's saying. Not with that person, but with the mindset or emotions that you have whenever that person's name is mentioned. Yeah. I was going to ask you that too, because you mentioned like taking our dreams seriously. And yeah. I was going to ask like, how literally should we be taking things? Because I know it's more kind of symbolic um, with the decoding. So as far as like decoding goes, what are what are yeah. like some common things that everyone dreams about and like what do they mean? Because I feel like you always see when you Google like um, teeth falling out or like flying or sex dreams, like what are some common common ones that a lot of people have and what do they mean? Well, first of all, welcome to the world of the dream. Now, a rule of thumb is that dreams are symbolic, metaphorical associations mm. but dreams constantly surprise I, I often compare them to the ocean you can learn to sail and navigate and dive in the ocean but you can never fully understand it or predict it and it's exactly the same with dreams the majority of dreams are symbolic but you get these rare cases when they are literal and that's <laughs> that makes people very confused but what I'm saying is a rule of thumb go for the symbolic but if it's literal, please don't panic. It's just a sign that you are so much more mysterious and infinite than you even realize. Wow, what an amazing thing. But tr do try to think of them symbolically first when you wake up, when you want to decode. First of all, rule out the literal. For example, if your teeth mm. falling out, let's do that, a very common dream. Have you been to the dentist recently or do you need to? Is there a problem with your teeth? that you aren't aware of, rule that out. <laughs> it could be just a dream mind saying, you have a problem here, sort it. Mm. Most of the time, you can rule out the literal immediately because it's so preposterous, it's, it can be ruled out. And you've got to follow your gut instinct here. Your gut instinct will know. For example, if you have a dream about your teeth falling out and you haven't been to the dentist for like three years, you know that you need to go and get a checkup, right? It's obvious. <laughs> but that's most of the time, it's not literal. For example, we dream of car crashes and apocalypses and vampires and monsters and all sorts of things, which is not to be taken literally. Then you go for the symbolic. And what you do is you take the symbol, teeth, for example, falling out. What is the symbolism of that? Well, most of us, the first time our teeth fell out, we were babies going to the next stage of our life. So it's a sign of change in your life. You are growing up in some way. Have a look in your waking life to see what area of life that your life that's pointing to. Or teeth in the animal world is a symbol of communication, of anger. Is there something that you said that you regret? Or is there something you need to say 
because you've been too passive and you haven't been assertive enough. What you have to do mm. is you look at the symbolism and then you ask yourself questions. And people will say, well, I don't know the answer. You do. Your gut instinct will tell you because there will be when you ask yourself one of these questions like, should I have been more assertive? Should I have said that? Um, that you will get a feeling of maybe there's something there. And that's when you then move forward with the interpretation. You really are your own dream decoder. It's your internal therapist talking to you about issues in your waking life that you have been ignoring when you're awake. Your logic and your reason and your conscious mind have blocked it out or denied it because it's too uncomfortable to face. Mm. That's why many of our dreams are anxiety, nightmare dreams. But in the dream state, you see, when your conscious mind is asleep, your logic and reason and your ego are asleep as well, you get to meet all these things that your unconscious urgently wants you to reflect on because they are important for your personal growth. And you need to face them in the dream state and then understand them. And when you understand aspects of yourself that are unresolved or toxic, we all have toxic elements within us. We all do. There is night and there is day. We all have toxic elements. But what these toxic elements need, to, you need to do with them is understand them. And then in your waking life, understand you have that potential within you, but you don't have to act on it because dream work shows you that you are choices. You are the power of your choices. Just because you feel a certain way doesn't mean to say you have to act on it. Just because you think something doesn't mean to say it's true. Dream work shows you that you aren't your thoughts, your feelings, or even your actions. You are kind of like in the observer role of your life, choosing to indulge these thoughts, feelings, and actions. And dream work is reminding you of your own inner power. You could call it soul or spirit, for want of a better word. The part of you that knows what you need for your personal growth and development. But for some reason in your waking life, you're not paying attention to it. So if you are having lots of recurring mm. dreams and anxiety dreams and nightmares, there's things you need to face, but don't get frightened of them because life is growth. We can't be blissfully happy all the time. We'd never grow. And in fact, if you do have a nightmare, celebrate it. It's a transformative gift. It's a sign that your soul is telling you you're ready to grow. You're ready to sh shed an old skin and grow. Sometimes growth hurts, though, and you need a bit, little bit of yeah. tough love. Your dreamy mind's giving you that. Sorry, very long answer. <laughs> but I was no, trying okay. to say that you can go online and Google, and I've written many dream dictionaries as well, which, which sells super well because people love that easy approach of an A to Z. Oh, I dreamt of an ant. Let's look it up. What right. does it mean? <laughs> only go to these online dictionaries and my publisher will hate me for saying this books like my dream dictionary a to z when you have exhausted your own personal understanding of these symbols i always use the example of a dog if you love dogs and have a dream about a dog it is a sign of unconditional love and loyalty perhaps you need to show that to yourself because we often dream about our mm. own mindset however if you dislike dogs or fear them, if a dog appears in your dream, it will have the opposite from the common and universal symbolism, which is what you will find in my dream dictionaries and online. Only go to these common and universal meanings when you have exhausted your own personal repertoire of symbols first. 
The best dream dictionary oh, you okay. write is really your own. As we've gone through time and technology has advanced, we have lost our ability to think symbolically and to look beneath the meaning. We look at everything on surface level. And so dream work is so ancient. It's one of the most ancient arts of div divination, of personal growth and development. It goes right back to Stone Age times where they're, you know, they're cave drawings of dreams when you know, ancient man was trying to understand, ancient man and woman was trying to understand their dreams because we, we have lost that ability to know that there are always layers of meanings to things. It's not just one obvious on the surface meaning. And dream work is encouraging you to tap into that symbolism and um, again, an analogy I use is you have to think of your dreams as works of art or poetry. It's like a night poem that you're given every night. And if you go back to your school days, your teacher may have given you a poem and asked you to do a literary analysis where you had to go through it line by line. Now, what does the poet really mean when he references a gun in this line or he references an apple in another? And you have to say, well, the symbolism of an apple is wisdom from the, you know, the, the, the Garden of Eden. A gun is destruction and pain. You look underneath the surface and that's what you have to do. You have to think of each of your dreams as a night poem or a night work of art. And that's why, you know, some works of art stand the test of time. Because every time you look at that work of art, it triggers all this symbolism and deeper meaning and every single night, you are the artist, the poet, the director of an incredible world of possibility. And the best thing is that world of possibility is you. You just don't know it. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, no, that's a, <laughs> that's, no, it's a beautiful way to look at it. I just think it's interesting that like I could have the same dream as my boyfriend about a dog chasing me. And it's like, they could have nothing to do with each other and mean completely different things to each one of us. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Is that all the, oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramount Plus. Um, absolutely, absolutely. But yeah. chasing to top 10, there is a dream chart. And you've mentioned already teeth falling out, sex dreams and being chased. They are always in the top 10. They are very common. Mm. And chasing is really not turning around and facing something in your waking life that is important for your personal growth. So that dream is encouraging you to work out why the dog's chasing you and to understand what it is that you need to face and deal with. And, and there are some ancient cultures, actually, ancient shamanic cultures where children 
are encouraged whenever they have a dream of being chased by a tiger or a predator to re-enter that dream and face that tiger or predator, to understand mm. it both within themselves but also as a threat rehearsal. Because say the worst case scenario happened and they did encounter a predator, they would have been there before in the dream state and would have more confidence and more, I've been here before, I know what to do kind of thing. So dreams actually mm. are also incredible role rehearsals, um, predicting potential futures, potential scenarios that we might face, you know, like our worst fears. They take us to our worst fears for a reason, because that's a powerful self-help technique of always imagine, you know, what's the worst that can happen here? And what your dream says, yeah. well, I'm going to show you the worst. You're going to lose your parents. You're going to lose the love of your life. You're going to lose your looks. You're going to, you know, terrible things are going to happen. We're going to take you there so that you've been there before. You can deal with it. And you wake up the next morning. You've been there. You've, you've, you've lived through it in the dream state, right? It's really trying. Mm -hmm. Dreams are always trying to help you in one way or another. They take you to your greatest fears because you need to face your fears. That's the only way to learn and grow is to face your shadow. Your shadow side yeah. is what stops every one of us uh, attracting the life of beauty and happiness that we and peace that we all deserve. It's because we're denying yeah. that shadow. When I was younger, I would have dreams and then like later on in actual real life, things that happen in my dreams would happen in real life. Does that ever happen to you? Wow, I am so envious. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> it does happen. Increasingly, it's beginning to happen, but not only like in the last 10 or so years. So you at your young age doing that is incredible. But I have had messages now from many, many people all over the world who are experiencing what is deja reve, which is deja vu, really. Like I've been here before. A few days ago, I had a dream and aspects, not all aspects, but some mindset or some symbol or some conversation. I, I had lived it before in a dream. Mm -hmm. And what I find wildly exciting in sleep and dream research at the moment, which is focusing on our brains being predictive. Our brains are predictive. They're always predicting future outcomes. So what your uh, dreaming mind is doing, it is predicting potential futures for you mm. so that you, you can actually see scenarios playing out in your sleep state and I always say, well, if the scenario you see playing out in the sleep state when you wake up is one you don't like or you feel scared of or makes you anxious, it's wonderful because it's a potential future. You can change it by what you do in your present. Your dreaming mind, there is a whole school of research now, precognitive dreaming, which is suggesting that all our dreams are showcasing potential future mindsets perspectives, emotions, relationships, situations. And approaching your dreams in that way is, is, is a revelation because you see what's lying before you, right? And if you don't like what you see, you can start changing the present to make sure that future doesn't play out. So do pay mm -hmm. attention. And when you, you do have a precognitive hit, that's what I call it, it's a PowerPoint because it shows you that some part of you knows your future, 
and wow you know yeah <laughs> and i i believe in the future self as well like right now i believe my tomorrow self is already here because i know tomorrow i'm going to be reflecting on this interview and hoping it was what you wanted and hoping it went well and hoping hoping that people listening would have enjoyed it or got something out something healing from it i know mm -hmm. that i'm going to do that so tomorrow when i reflect i will be looking at myself right now in time and this goes you know into into quantum physics and is time linear you know that if you study physics deeply you get into a whole you know into time loops and the idea of our long selves over time that the only reason we exist in the present is because it's too overwhelming for our mind to process and that our past present and future is happening all at once mm. you know look at physics i'm not a scientist so i'm not really qualified to talk about this but i have <laughs> a book with a neuroscientist called the premonition code which looks at the very real possibility that dreams can be precognitive and how this might work if you want to create a future you can actually plant into your mind an image of yourself in the future that you want to work for towards research mm -hmm. shows that this kind of predictive thinking whether it's in a dream or waking is very powerful because it lights up all areas of your brain interestingly enough thinking in the present and thinking in the past only uses a small part of your brain but when you start i'm going to visualize or i'm going to feel how tomorrow is for example or how i will be three months from now do you know what happens your brain fires up it's so good for your brain health and what you do is you create a memory you've created a memory that you can go and visit any time you like and alter the details create the scenes create the scene and you can then sort of direct your waking life to make that memory what you want um future self is big in uh self-help psychology at the moment it's it's thinking i'm always being observed by my future because again research shows that when people feel they are being observed by something or someone they perform better and it's mm -hmm. actually really helped me to think well i want to impress my future self i know my future self is here hello my friend it's here <laughs> I'm going to shake hands with my future self. My future self is watching. I want to I want to do the best for my future self. And dream work is one way of showing that you can potentially get glimpse your future and you seem to have that ability already if this is happening. And it could be just a symbol in the dream, couldn't it, or a well, conversation with a person. Please tell me about your dream. I'd love to hear. <laughs> well, it was I it was when I was younger. I don't know if I just got out of practice, I guess, about thinking about dreams as much or like recording them, but it doesn't happen to me anymore. I just remember when I was younger, I that would happen to me when I was in school. Um, and I remembered my dreams more vividly. I could like go back into a dream that I already had, like continue a dream when I fell back asleep. Um and I guess the like premonition type ones would happen when I was younger. But since I've gotten older, that doesn't really happen much anymore. I'll tell you why but it's not happening. Because you're telling yourself it's not happening. <laughs> research into precognitive dreaming and all psychic abilities, because we all have that. We all have a sixth sense. It's innate. It's mm -hmm. in our DNA. Research shows that. Intuition is the most studied. Um, it's, it's so well studied in universities and parapsychology units. We all have it. 
And the number one factor in studies for people who score highly on intuitive and psychic and precognitive predictive abilities is beliefs that they are. Mm. It's as simple as that. It's just like manifesting. It's, uh, if you believe you're psychic, you are. I mean, saying you're psychic is very, is, is the same almost as, as, as self, self-belief. I, I don't distinguish between the two anymore. Um, it's about believing you are. <laughs> and just waiting for the proof to come. And it will. Because when you say to you, I'm psychic, what will happen in your day? You'll notice synchronicities. You'll notice signs. You'll overhear conversations that are relevant to you. And if you could make a note, a mental note or a physical note, physical is always more powerful because it puts it in reality. Of these moments when everything seems to be aligning, that is your proof. You just need one direct personal experience to prove to yourself, and you've already had that as a child, you've proved Mm -hmm. to yourself you are psychic. But what's happened, and again, that's because of the way we are educated in the materialistic world we live in. You know, I come from a spiritual perspective because that's my lineage. Um, So I'm always trying to um, encourage people to balance this materialism with the intuitive because that's the definition of happiness when you've got those two balanced, not one the other way. I always, I get frustrated in my community when people go too far the other way and then it's all their head in the clouds. That's ridiculous too. We live on this earth for a reason. We've got to be material as well because there are lessons to be learned from the material, but balance it with dream work, with intuition, with art, with beauty, with music, with walks in nature, with animals, with all these things that make us feel creative and alive. Balance that materialism. But, you know, you, you have proved to yourself, Chelsea, as a child that you are psychic. It's just now <laughs> taking a leap of faith and saying, I can be psychic again. And whenever anything happens, that everything aligns, it goes right. That is you following your inner psychic, making the right mm-hmm. decisions, because that's what it really is. When you're psychic, you make the right decisions for yourself and others. That's really what being psychic is. It's not this sort of dramatic seeing the world in a crystal ball, etc., and how it plays out. That's that's just movies. Being right. psychic is, is 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 following your gut instinct, and we all have that. And and for my research with neuroscientist Dr. Mossbridge, I co-authored a book called The Premonition Code. With she's done extensive studies into the predictive our predictive abilities as human beings. The first way are our 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 premonitions show ourselves to us actually as well as dreams is in the body our bodies Mm -hmm. are very predictive they know and i'd ask you listeners you know have you ever been in a relationship and then the very first moment you saw that person actually you weren't completely sold you had a sinking feeling or a dry throat or something like that and you probably dismissed it and then your logic and reason came in and, and gave you another script Please don't, moving forward, your body has, it's a receptor, it's a psychic receptor. The stomach and the heart, they have a wisdom and a power all of their own. And we have got so programmed in our rational materialistic society to deny those and say it's all nonsense, it's all airy-fairy, it's woo-woo. I hate that term. (laughs) And it is woo-woo if you go too far. I mean, if you can't have a bath without swinging a pendulum to see if, if it's the right time to have a bath, that is too far. That yeah. is taking it too far. And it's not about how you dress and, you know, whether you've got the symbols and you do the right informations. This is all this is all icing on the cake. It's about, it's about tuning into your stomach, 
your heart, your dreams, and, and connecting with yourself with what is alive and what gives you joy. You do that, you're, you're awakening psychically and you don't even realize it. Every time you have a goosebump moment, music, for example, um, there was a reason when Stranger Things, you know, that song running up that hill went viral. And the only way the character, I can't remember her name, could be saved was by listening over and over again to a music track that inspired her. Music is also the language of psychic ability. Mm. Any music that gives you goosebumps, please listen to that more. You are awakening psychically because that's a sign that you are alive. Things that give you goosebumps. (laughs) Yeah. As, As a dream correctly interpreted will. And a dream correctly interpreted is one that lifts you up. And you think, oh, my goodness, my dreaming mind is so wise. Yeah. I, I What you said reminded me of um, a TikTok trend, or I guess everyone was talking about lucky girl syndrome at one point. Did you see that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I would love TikTok. to know. I'm way okay. out of that generation, but, but I, 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 I'm aware of it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it's like your mind is if you tell yourself like you're the luckiest girl in the world and then as your day goes on, your mind is just picking up things and it's like, oh, I found money on the ground or, oh, you know, it's just like whatever you tell your mind, it sees kind of thing. Yes, it's that simple. But we mm-hmm. want to avoid something called toxic positivity as well. Yeah. That when, when you have a negative thought, and I really want to underline this, it's so important, especially if you're entering this world of psychic and personal and spiritual growth and development, which is sweeping the world. I mean, manifesting dream work has never had so much interest. Um, it mm-hmm. is a dream come true. Forgive the pun as a, as a dream expert, <laughs> advisor. But, you know, you will go through the day And you will have anxious, doubting thoughts, fearful thoughts, nasty thoughts. That's part of being human. You have these because they're all little lessons. So what you need to see when you have these, you need to stop and reflect, not deny it. Okay, I'm feeling this. What's it telling me that I need to do? What can I learn from this? Because as soon as you learn from those feelings and learn how to deal with them, because they're going to reoccur, you will find that it, it, it when they happen, it's almost like you kind of like, here we go again. I know this will pass. This feeling is passing through me. There's a lesson here. And I love it because it's a sign I'm ready to grow and be even more awesome than I already am. I'm, yeah. I need to grow some more. I, my growth is continuing. And, and it also yeah. keeps you humble when you have these feelings. And humility is a, a neglected power as well, I think in today's society because you know being humble in the face of all these things that are going on within and around us and seeing them as mighty lessons that can teach you something you don't know everything even even experts you know i don't know anything i'm i'm telling you at my age the older i get the less i know so i've heard that you can never actually dream someone's face if you haven't seen it in real life is that true um if you have, well, you will have seen them on a screen. Are you saying celebrities and people like, you know, if, if people have not met you, for example, would they be able to dream of you? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Like if, or like even if you've passed someone at the grocery store or something, but like a face in your dream is always someone that you've seen somewhere. 
you would have seen it somewhere, but you also there are strangers. I mean, stranger dreams are very, very common when it's a face that you haven't actually seen anywhere. That that's not necessarily true. You can dream of of faces and places that you've never been before, that are a complete so, creation of your of your dreaming mind. Then you can so your dreaming mind can make up a face. Yes, of course it can. Your dreaming mind is capable. There's no limits. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying if anyone is listening and they're a lucid dreamer, that that's when you know you're dreaming, when you're mm -hmm. dreaming, please use it as an opportunity to live your wildest dreams, to go anywhere, do anything, be anyone, experience anything. And I'll tell you why that matters, because in the dream state, you are in the world of your unconscious you are meeting your unconscious self. Symbolically, aspects of your personality are represented in the world of the dream. Now, what you unconsciously believe about yourself if you, in waking life is what you tend to attract. That's why dream work is so powerful, because it shows you what you truly believe about yourself. Now, in your waking life, you may sort of like pretend that's not there or, or or make excuses for yourself. But in the dream state, you see your unconscious reality symbolically expressed. And that's wonderful because you can then start influencing it. You can start going to sleep at night and wanting to input more positive things into your unconscious so that you meet loving, more loving symbols in your dreams and so on. Um, because in this, why does this matter? Because what you unconsciously believe at a deep level tends to be not a rule of thumb, because it can be, you know, life is unpredictable, but tends to be what you attract. You attract what you are into your life. And your dreams kind of show you, sometimes brutally, what you truly are and what you truly believe you're capable of, right? Mm. And actually, it is a manifesting sign that if you dream about something you want, you are so close to actually having that happen in your reality, because I, your unconscious believes it. It believes yeah. it. So it's a scenario of getting the, the high marks or getting the relationship or the career or whatever you whatever is your your greatest wish. If yeah, you dream about it happening or can or can program your dreaming mind to dream about it happening, I'm telling you, you are so close to manifesting it because your belief is there at a very deep level. That's very cool. I saw this video of um of someone that said the way that she manifests is she like thinks about her dream life and everything that she wants and what she would be doing in that life and what she, where she'd be going, what she'd be eating, whatever. And at the end of the day in her current life, she journals as if she had the day that her dream life person had. If that makes sense. I so love like that. <laughs> yeah. So if she's like thinking about herself in five years and all the things that she wants in five years and everything she has in five years, she'll go to bed and write in her journal like today I won a Grammy and it was lovely, you know, like whatever it was um, and just write her daily journal as if it already happened. And she's like, it's changed my life. And every year, like I get closer to everything that I predicted, basically. You do. It's a wonderful tip, actually, to have two, you know, journal side by side, your dream life journal and your waking life, because then you can see when the two start like corresponding and that your dream life is really reflecting your waking life, you know you're getting there. If the two are very dissonant, then you can look at your the dream symbols and see what is my dreaming mind trying to tell me that I can get the life that I really want. 
Mm. Having them side by side is a very powerful exercise because what you will see is that your dreaming mind is commenting on your waking life and offering you brainstorming solutions or lessons that you need to learn to get the life that you're trying to aspire to. Do keep them side by side and notice the the the, the dreamy commentary because that's what it does. And and you've got to keep your dream journal for at least two to three weeks to see this trend happening. Too many people focus on one dream and they don't realize that dreams are a series. You've got to tune in night after night to see the themes mm. and see the commentary. But that is very, very powerful. But do remember too that your dreaming mind, knowing it has your well-being at heart, it's going to be inner wealth, peace and joy that it is trying to steer you towards. Not necessarily you know, winning the Nobel Prize or getting a New York Times bestseller or, or a movie contract. These things may well happen, but what is the point of those things happening? And as we see this played out in the media, people who have these things but are deeply unhappy. Mm-hmm. What is the point of external material success if it doesn't make you happy? What your dreaming mind is trying to get you to is to a state of inner peace, joy, and happiness, bliss. Because then it it increases your chances of what you want happening because you're more likely to attract it. So you've mm. got to take the focus on the end goal and you've got to start falling in love with the journey of your life. And the journey of your life is a daily exercise is where can I find the most joy right here, right now? Because that means you're a success. That is true success. True success isn't winning all awards, isn't isn't having millions and millions and millions of followers. Because most of the time, these people are not that happy. We may think they are, but they're not. And we see that over and over again played out. So when you say keep the dream journal for like two to three weeks, you just mean like, like you said, like being still in the morning, recall, like yeah. writing down the important things and then just doing that for a few weeks in a row and kind of connecting the dots to see what it's trying to tell you. In fact, I urge people not to dream decode their dreams. They have a great dream. Write it down. Forget about it. Write, collect about 20 dreams first. That's what you need. You need a real okay. body of work to work with. <laughs> and then go back and see how those dreams, and this is a really, really powerful exercise when I do dream work. It's very powerful. It works every time. When you've got around 20 dreams, maybe over a period of 30 days, because we don't always recall every morning, go and look back and see how those dreams have been commenting with great and precious wisdom on your waking life, how they have been gently predicting your life. Because you need to see the power of your dreaming mind. You need to believe it. Um, and it just it just wants a bit of a reassurance, a bit like an old friend that's been texting you for years and you haven't bothered <laughs> to reply. You're suddenly yeah. replying again and it needs, it needs to learn to trust you before it will reveal its true magic. So you need to get that relationship back. And what you're actually doing is a relationship with yourself. Because if you can start nurturing, listening to, and loving your dreams, what you're actually doing is you're nurturing, listening to, and loving yourself. It's it's the same thing. It, it's it's really important part of self-care and self-love is dream work. Yeah, I feel like that's an easy thing that we can all do too because it's like it takes, like you said, 90 seconds in the morning. You yeah. could do it for 30 days and 
you could get a lot out of it. So I want to like, I, after this interview already, I'm already ready to like start doing it in my journal again. Cause I've done it I, and I just, I'm not <laughs> as consistent about it as I would like to be. Um, and anyone who's skeptical, Einstein's theory of relativity came in a vision in a dream. Salvador Dali, the work of Salvador Dali, Paul McCartney's Yesterday, Google, vision in a dream. I could go on and on of great artistic, scientific um, innovations, works of art and literature and poetry that have been inspired by a vision in a dream. Actually, I, I'm seeped in this. So dreams really have pulled humanity forward. Great leaps of progress for humanity have often manifested first in the dream state. Someone woke up with a dream on their mind that triggered a series of events that led to life-changing possibilities. I just say, don't discount them. You yeah. never know. Your next dream could be a great novel. And that's a great creativity hack as well. If you're a writer or an artist and you have a creativity block, write down your dream. It will unlock the part of your brain, the creative part of your brain. You will find that it, it's a real, really good for un, unblocking writer's block or artist's yeah. block. I have one last question that I'm just like, is kind of a myth or I don't know if it's a myth. You tell me if it's true or not, um, that you can't die in your dreams. <laughs> oh, you can die in your dreams, but it's in a mystical sense. And I, I hope a lot of people do die in their dreams because I tell you why. Death is a symbol of endings, but with every ending comes a new beginning. It's very powerful. A lot of parents, when their children go leave home or go to, to university for the first time or uh, have a new job or get married, dream that their children are dying. And the dreaming mind is just saying, look, your, your, your relationship with your child, a phase has ended, right? You, but you can move on to a new and more rewarding phase. So if you yourself die in the dream, it is actually not a negative sign. It's very positive. It shows that you are letting go of some aspect of yourself or your past that no longer serves you that you've learned the lessons from and you're ready to move on. It's letting go is very important for personal, psychic and spiritual growth and awakening because until you can let go of things, you're not ready to receive new things. You mm. have actually letting go of a phase in your life, be that a relationship, a career, an attitude, a mindset, whatever it is, letting go is very very powerful. It hurts at the time because we think that's all that we're defined by. But every time you let go of something that you felt was important, it, it opens up the possibility for something new to come in, for you to grow and learn and evolve some more. Never be frightened. There's power in letting go. Letting go of mindsets, phases and ages and stages of life. And then often your dreams are encouraging people to let the, the dreamer to let go of something that has served its purpose mm. and you need to you need to let go and open yourself up to something new and infinitely better for you right now in this stage of your life so don't fear death in dreams it's a powerful transformative symbol yeah it's kind of like um tarot like when you get the death card, it means like oh. transformation, rebirth, like new things are coming kind of thing. I love that you're- Death is a part of life. It's, it's the miracle of death. 
and the miracle of birth. Both need each other. Yeah, I love how positive everything is from you. Like, I feel like some people could take, you know, you could take a lot of negativity out of dreams if you chose to look at it that way. But I love that all of your interpretations mean something positive. Well, of course they do. Um, they, you, you, it's your higher self, your spirit, your soul, which wants what is best for you. It, because we're here, I firmly believe we're here on this earth to learn and grow, to ever evolve into higher and higher versions of ourselves. The problem with a lot of people is that they go in a loop and they're kind of like having the same experience, the same mindset over and over again. And dream work especially helps you spiral and that spiral is constant. There's never You're never going to reach a moment when you think, I know it all now. Because if you do, that's very dangerous. Mm. You constantly need, whatever age you are, however old you are, you are never past your prime. You can constantly spiral and learn and grow and evolve into higher and higher versions of yourself constantly. Yeah. Amazing. Well, Teresa, this has been so cool, so enlightening. I think all of my listeners will enjoy it and I hope they all take something away from it and start start doing their dream journal like I'm going to do. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm so sorry. I have so much to say. I get so excited about it. And you've no, been so it's okay. As I, I'm aware I've talked a lot, but it, it's, it's just I have a great passion. To, I want the whole world to fall in love with their dreams and, and themselves from the inside out. Oh, yeah, I love it. No, I love that's why I invited you here. I am loving loving that you're passionate about it. Um, <laughs> please tell everyone where they can find you or if you want to any of your books or anything, your social media, wherever people can find you. Oh, thank you. My website is www.treesachong.com. I am on at the Teresa Chung on Instagram. I've also got a Facebook page and a Twitter page. I'm a very prolific author. So when you do Google me, you'll probably think, goodness, does this woman ever sleep and dream? I've probably <laughs> written about 100 books. My latest title, Empower Your Inner Psychic, is really about psychic growth and awakening. It's It's been very well received. I feel blessed. And um, you'll see my collaboration with scientists and neuroscientists, psychiatrists and psychologists in there. But I guess I'm most well known for my dream dictionary a to Z, HarperCollins, um, which has gone all over the world, and, um, and people love it because it does kind of kickstart symbolic thinking. If you're new to this, yeah, amazing. And you guys can find us at Vulnerable Pod on YouTube, where you can watch this full episode, and you can find me at Chelsea Vaughn on Instagram. But Teresa, thank you so much for being here, and everyone else, we will see you guys next episode. <laughs>